0: I don't know about you, but I'm always wondering, am I there yet? Where am I going? And so this is how this all started. So join me as I explore this journey that we're all on to see where it is that this crazy life has taking us. Because one thing I'm sure of, every one of us have a story filled with broken pieces, bad decisions, and some ugly truths. But every one of us also have a story filled with a major comeback. Peace, mm, peace, and grace that has saved all our lives. So join me as we continue on this journey Ela pela menina que vem que passa Um doce balanço caminho do mar Moça do corpo dourado do sol de panema. O seu balançado é mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar Ah, por que estou tão sozinha? Yes, I would be the one to start a program with the original girl from Ipanema song because I was <laughs> I, I was walking the beach this evening. You know, I walk the beach in the evenings and um it <laughs> let's hear some more. The girl from Panima goes walking and when she passes, each one she passes when she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sway so gently that when she passes, each one she passes goes uh, So yes yeah, so I go walking in the evenings when I'm not working that is it helps me to clear my mind if if I if I've had a bad day or I'm angry halfway through the walk. I'm, and my mind has returned to calm. If I am excited about something and I'm just, I get all worked up, then it calms me and I'm able to think through. This is about an, you know, 80 minute walk back and forth. And I only start you to do it. It's one of the benefits coming out of the pandemic. Before the pandemic, I had such a busy life. I was always at work. I was at work 12, 14 hours on average a day. A regular day is 10, 11, 12 hours, and there was you know, no, no thought as to why. It's just Just accept that that's what it is. But then the pandemic struck and everything stopped. And I found myself on these walks on the beach. And those walks have done so much for my health mentally, emotionally. You get a chance to think. You get a chance to breathe. You get a chance to Revaluate everything, and uh, one of the things that struck me as I was walking this evening is, as I'm getting ready for an- the another anniversary of my birth, and I'm thinking that I'm I'm almost at fifty, half a century, and. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, I have certain professional certifications, and I've just started to notice in the last two years, some certifications are things you have to get, you know, recertified every four, every five years, just to make sure you're, you are fresh with the latest technology, the latest updates, the latest standards. And ironically, my anniversaries or recertifications always happen at this time of the year. Because guess what? I have made it a a habit (laughs) of using my birthday as a landmark. As a, uh, of making another achievement in life educationally expanding my knowledge in some way and uh, I didn't realize how tied I was to that process until recently I began to look at it and I always like literally the day of my birthday, the day before my birthday, none after my birthday, it's and you know what i don't mind i find that i was beating myself up and dragging my foot and i've been not been very motivated to get things done but lately i'm super motivated i'm you know doing my revisions every day and learning new things and and i'm so excited um to do what i'm doing and today, I was not feeling my best self. I was, and I was, you know, you, you, you have little aches and pains here and there. But I still went to walk because I knew it would make me feel better. It didn't have to be exercise. It did not have to be. It was just a walk. Just a walk and it was so good. I came home feeling so refreshed that I put in an extra 2 hours into my revisions. And it's it dawned on me that these are the things about myself, my my insistence on being educated in I'm a black woman, and the reality of life for a black woman is this. You always have to be that much better. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether we want to put our head in the sand and say, oh, I've never had any instance or I've never felt inadequate. When your resume go up, you are going to be assessed always, once they know you're a black woman, you're going to be assessed twice as hard. And in the industry in which I have chosen, it is an industry that they would never admit it, but it's very sexist. And in the region that where I am at, when you look at hospitality and the people who spearhead the most luxurious brands, uh, the senior positions, they're mostly male. The correct word. And I'm okay with that. I'm willing to, to work twice as hard to make sure I'm super qualified for whatever role that I will play in this industry. And it's ironic that I feel this way when I'm someone who is an entrepreneur. But still, I feel the need to make sure that my credentials are up to date. They're at the top level. I mean, I'm a businesswoman, people aren't gonna ask me. But I always think, just in case they ask, it's there. It's always there. And so I just wanted to flesh that out this evening. Like, you know, what what is it that drives me like this to be like this? And this is something that people don't know about me in that I had to fight for my education. I I I was not raised in a poor family. I would never say that. I've always known the good life. I was always exposed if you want to put it like that. But I was in a situation, as I pointed out before, where my parents were less than stellar. So I had to be the one to drive myself because I always knew that I had to be able to take care of myself and the only way i'm going to be able to take care of myself is if i had the means to do so and i've never felt comfortable asking for handouts from relatives and you know i watch other people and they they things come to them so so easily in some aspects. I used to be very triggered by seeing very strong, solid, loving mother-daughter relationships. I used to be very triggered by seeing fathers. And uh, what happened when I was younger as a result of that is I have never trusted a man, any man to take care of me. But at the same time, I have always made an assumption that this person does not have the ability to take care of me. And uh, in a really sad, twisted way. I've also been involved with men that did not have the capabilities to take care of me emotionally, financially. I've had relationships with men that that could take care of me financially, but I've always resented the price I had to pay for that. I remember I dated someone and, I mean, you know, any girl would have been happy. I was in my... 30s, early 30s, you know, I was very career driven, and any woman would. Pro- well, I, I guess I'm supposed to look at it that way. I remember he resented my time at work at the office, and he said to me one day, "Exactly what? It how much is it you get paid each month?" And I'm like, "Why you ask me such a question?" And he was like, "Because this, I." I'm tired of this. I want when I'm out in the evenings after work not to be the only person without their significant other beside them. And he was deadly serious. We did not last long after that. It went down the hill because I just couldn't comprehend that. Because the women I would see with his friends are women. were women with no career, no prospects in my eyes. Maybe I was wrong and judgy. But I was like, I am not that person. But you know what I realized deep down? I just didn't trust anyone with me. And I still don't. I cannot say that I do now. Especially now, I think life has proven to me over and over again that I can only trust me with me. And it's very sad. I think that has tainted my outlook on marriage. I think that tainted my annoyance with women who think that a husband is... A major achievement in life. I think it's amazing how your choice as a child permeates your life and your thoughts and your attitudes in such an intensely deep way that, unless you, unless time and age and experience and work doing the work, doing the emotional work, doing the dark work, doing the work you don't want to do sometimes, but you're forced to do. Bring these things out to yourself and you're forced to, you know, pay attention, to accept it. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to... Say good for you to all the women who've had loving fathers who nurtured them. And so they feel safe letting someone take care of them or they feel safe in that way. Kudos to you because some of us don't. And we, we, you know, we, we, we play it off in different ways. And I'm not ha- unhappy with my life. I'm, I'm quite happy with my singledom. I'm quite content with my lot in life. And I'm not saying I'm not open to the possibilities, but I'm, I'm alright. I am truly alright. And. My as I said, my last relationship went down the tube because, as he said, he could not understand how he fitted into my life. Because I am not the type of female that fawn over a man. I don't look adoringly on into his eyes. I mean, you know, I care for you anyway. We're good. I don't fall. You are not the first. Imp, the most important. Person in my life, and some men need that. He needed that. He needed someone that was so grateful for for his presence in their life, which is a bit narcissistic on his part. Let us make that very clear. We are aware of that factor, and he's still narcissistic. I mean, I talked to him. I talked to him recently. I was like, "Wow, You are really that person. You are really that person who needs someone who made you feel. And I'm not going to say special who was terrified of losing you. I've never been terrified to lose anyone in my life, but that's because I always assume the worst. So I do not stake my happiness on anyone's presence, on anyone's coming through, you know. And, and unfortunately, life has taught me that you you better have yourself covered. But I digress. So as I prepare for my <laughs> for my next certification, I will continue to walk the beach to think continue to think. And continue to remind myself that from a distance, everything is perfect. Everyone's marriage is perfect. Everyone's life is perfect. Everyone is perfect. And that we all sit and watch each other live our lives wishing that we could exchange places when we should really just be thankful that we do not know the full story of someone else's situation. There but for the grace of God goes each of us. Anyway, I've rambled enough, and it's almost midnight. I was just kind of geeked out because I got some new recording stuff and I wanted to see how it sounded. Da, 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 da. But I'm going to end with From a Distance with Beth Midler to just a reminder to be thankful for our lives and our experiences, good or bad. They shape or or decisions or lifestyles and we grow if we allow those experiences to expand and to grow within that if you allow yourself to grow through your experiences and do the work you don't regret I, don't re- I, I can't afford to regret not having a father. I, don't, I can't afford to regret not having a great mom. Because all those things have formed some of my best traits. I'm reliable. I'm resilient. I'm dependable. And I've learned... to love myself. No, I cannot sing. You wanna bet. But you can't let it. I can only be me. Sometimes I like it raw. Sometimes I like it down and dirty. And have just a little off. Thank you for joining me on the next episode of Am I There Yet? Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you on the next episode. Sometimes I like it high. I love this song. And I like my beat hard. As <laughs> today, oh, do, And it ain't no business said it ain't business if I do. Okay. No singing, I promise you. Bye.